Welcome to Book Pile Banter. Today it is just myself, Amberly, and Kim, and that's because we are doing a special thing for the month of November where we are participating in and discussing our progress for NaNoWriMo, which for anyone who's going, what the hell is NaNoWriMo? That is National Novel Novel Writing Month. Sorry, I couldn't, I suddenly, I was like, it's not November, it's not National November, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we are two days into this because this is recording on the second. We're releasing this on the third. Um, Okay. Can I, can I interrupt you a little bit? Yes. National Novel Writing Month is a thing that was started some years ago. Um, The goal is to write 50,000 words in 30 days. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, if you don't know what NaNoWriMo is, you might not know what NaNoWriMo is. So um, yeah. So the goal is 50,000 words. 30 days and you can write about whatever you want to write about. It doesn't have to be, you know, you're not actually working toward a novel. It can be fan fiction. It can be unique. It can be anything you want. Just testing your writing skills. The whole premise behind it is to not let yourself get caught up in the editing and the re-editing, but instead just get the idea on paper. Then from there you choose what to do with, which I've participated a couple months and a couple of times and none of them have ever really gone anywhere. Um, but it's nice to like spend a month where it's just like, let me get words out. Let me get a story going, an idea. Let me just delve into it and see where it goes. Um, it's very popular, particularly, I'm sure, and I'm, I'm seeing it on TikTok a lot, particularly with people who like to read books, who are authors, who write books. You know, it's, it's a great way to like develop a community. So if you haven't started yet and you want to, you can jump on. We're only like a couple days into this, so you can easily catch up to that 50,000, no problem. Um, so what I was thinking is we'd share our journey on this. Obviously, we're only a couple days into this. However, last month we did some prepping. I don't know that we did as much prepping as either of us should have been doing, but we managed to get some stuff going. So Kim, did you want to introduce the idea of your book first, or would you like me to do mine? You go first. Okay. So. The working title of my book is The Garden of Beatrix, and the premise behind it is Vanya, a historian, takes a sabbatical from her job, travels all the way to York, England to gather up ghost stories, but instead comes, uh, comes across a mysterious garden and the woman who tends it. Um... So, yeah, that's kind of like the little little pitch. <laughs> Kim? Yeah, I don't remember my pitch. Um, <laughs> to explain that, we, we were actually kind of in a little class a month ago. So it started a month ago, and it was a little class, and it was basically a, a build-up to NaNoWriMo. And so we were supposed to come up with a pitch. Like, what, what did she call it? An elevator pitch? Yeah, an elevator pitch. Hers, uh, so the her referencing is Rebecca Thorne. She is the author of Can't Spell Treason Without Tea, which, if you have not read, I highly recommend. It's a cozy fantasy. Um, she's also getting her master's in, master's or PhD? I can't remember. She's in higher education for creative writing, and part of her premise was designing classes. So we took one of her classes via Discord, and specifically last month, the class that we took was focusing in on prepping for NaNoWriMo. Um, and so the first thing we had to do was come up with a like a one-sentence description 
plot of our book to act as our guide as we continue forward and start to get lost in our way. Um, and so that's what Kim can't remember is her one sentence guide. I couldn't remember mine either. I know I have it written down somewhere, but mine was more than a few sentences. So pitch away. Yeah, I was just uh, just looking and to see if I could find it and I can't find it. But basically, um, I don't really have a title. I'm just calling it Gargoyle right now. Uh, but it is about a gargoyle that gets awakened into a living form the the working word i'm using right now is sentient he he goes from being uh, a piece of marble to being a creature he's also able to take human form and it's his discovery of why he is and uh his place in the world which i know much to your disgruntlement everyone in the class read that and so it was like oh Gargoyles, the show. I love the idea of a retelling of that. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of. Um, I'm not doing, it's not a, because that was the first thing that our instructor asked us. Is this a detective novel? No, it's not. I'm not doing a detective <laughs> thing. It's it's purely fantasy. You know, there's going to be. It's an urban fantasy. So. Yeah, urban that... fantasy. Yeah, because it's yeah. going to be on our planet, on our world, but obviously an alternate world where gargoyles yeah. can be brought to life. <laughs> urban urban supernatural actually i don't i don't know if that would be more fantasy or supernatural because i don't know where gargoyles fall in the supernatural to fantasy spectrum i don't either which is why i chose fantasy because supernatural reminds me way too much of supernatural and since i did endless fan fiction with supernatural um i i can't really step out of the supernatural meaning that tv show yeah. um, even though i totally know that it that that's you know that, that they don't own it. genre yeah yeah <laughs> and mine is but gonna anyway, be yeah, so it a probably gothic romance falls supernatural so, gothic yeah. romance i love it yeah yeah mine's a, uh, lgbtq plus gothic romance i should clarify um so how was your progress for your first day uh my first day i met the well i was over the goal so the goal is for me is I'm in my head. I know there's an actual exact number, but I'm 1,660 is where I've put my, in my head. So that, hey, that's a number. You're pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. That I can remember. And I went over 2,000, just like barely, not 2,100, but I went over 2,000. Nice. Nice. And then yeah, today I... I am 143 words short in you. You called and said, hey, you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, because I can write 143 words oh, after we're lucky. done without any problems. So I'll make my goal today, too. So I am at 3,327 words for yesterday. I haven't had the chance to write yet because I just got back from one job. I have to do some tutoring and then I will be doing some writing, um, which is going to be really hard because I really want to be writing. I've got thoughts and ideas <laughs> banging around in my head. Um, in fact, I would say this is the easiest time I've had getting started with a book cool. ever, um, which is kind of exciting, but I've been reading gothic and romance books for like the last month to two months now. Um, it's what I've been leaning towards. So like actually writing it, I know what elements I want to use and all that kind of stuff. So it makes it easier. Um, so hopefully it'll stay the case. I'm sure I'm going to get about a bit month and find that time versus, you know, reality energy. Oh. <laughs> is, is going to come crashing down. Of course, I'm actually in the discord with, um, Rebecca Thorne did specifically a discord for NaNoWriMo and I'm actually in that for this month. Um, and that is actually kind of helping 
weirdly enough, because I'm getting messages of everybody else who's participating, you know, they're doing their sprints, they're talking about their word numbers, what they're struggling with. But it kind of actually makes it easier to know that there is a collective group out there who is having the exact same problems I have. See, I'm and just they're happy. Other people writing. <laughs> I'm just happy that Discord has stopped binging on my phone eighteen thousand times a day. And and I didn't dislike the class. I really enjoyed the class. Um, I thought Rebecca, Rebecca, right? Rebecca, yeah. Becca, yeah. Beck. I thought she was a great instructor. She is going to be a fantastic teacher. Um, I just, I wasn't. I I don't like Discord. I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. old. I'm old. And you're also not the most social of human beings. Like I'm the superficial not. level of of the interactions that tend to be the case with Discord is just not your like mm-hmm. cup of tea. No. Um mostly I'm enjoying as other people are like, Oh yeah, I'm writing so much. And other people are like, Well, that's good for you. I'm at work. I wish I was writing. And I'm like, I feel this. <laughs> <laughs> so Yeah, uh, but you noticed on NanoRimo you can you can indicate where you're where you're writing at. Telephone is one of your options. So yeah. you could just sit there at your little desk and I can't imagine I writing can, a book on a phone. My God. I don't know that I could have my phone out like that. Yeah. Um, I have a notebook though, but I was finishing up our read that we were doing for this week. Um, but I do have a notebook I carry with me so I can like, if I have a couple of minutes and I'm not doing anything, I'll write down like thoughts or scenes or ideas. So I'm at least like, keeping what I think of alive on paper to transfer into actual words later on um which also helps plus I've designed a playlist I don't know if you do playlists but I've designed a playlist I've got a band so uh, you've got a band okay so the similar thing yep because I find if I listen to the same music every time I write it helps it each time it gets easier and easier to fall back into the writing because I just, I know what I was thinking, what the mood is. And then I will sometimes, particularly this month, because I'm not ready for Christmas music. I know some people are, but I'm not. Um, if I'm listening to that playlist, like when I'm driving, I also then start thinking about what I want to write. And so it just becomes this zone, this musical zone to help me out. So what um, kind of music is it? And mine, it is all like Southern rock, gothic stuff. So, um... I've got, let's see here. I'm trying to remember what all I have on it. I have like uh, Kaleo is on there. I love their stuff. Um, do, do, do. I'm pulling it up, so bear with me just a second. Business. So I've got, I've got Dove Cameron only because she has excellent LGBTQ plus songs. Um, so Boyfriend's on there, which is a song about a woman talking about how she could be a better boyfriend um to another woman uh another song called bad idea i do have a couple of the current album of taylor swift but only because again they've got like these um lgbtq plus neurodivergency vibes to them that fit really well um then bottom of the river bartholomew um and just like uh, hoser you know just like really eclectic songs that I pulled up from Southern Gothic or uh, there's a playlist called Swagger on Spotify that I listen to a lot and a lot of that music has a lot of that inspiration um you can think uh that what's the show called um nope can't think of it 
So yeah, what about you? What what what's the band? Bring me the horizon. Nice, that's a good choice. But, I think I have one of their songs. Yeah, not not so much their older stuff because they were they were death metal when they first started out, but they've they've kind of shifted more into the uh, pop metal type genre. So their their more recent stuff is is uh, what's inspiring no, me, particularly the song "Die for You." Okay, yeah, I have. Uh, no, it wasn't. I thought I had put "Bring Me the Horizon," but I have "Rise Against" on here, um, as well as the Civil Wars, and then Halsey, Halsey's Graveyard. Love well, Halsey's that song. Awesome. Anyway, her her music's fantastic. So yeah, and then a couple a of inspirational. Um, there's a band called D'Artagnan, and they are a German Viking band. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a couple of their songs on here too, because like York Viking, I was like, I need some like good yep. like pub music inspiration for a few scenes, and I'm like, ah, we're gonna All go right. with the the Viking. So vibe. I want you to look up "Die for You" by Bring Me the Horizon and okay, read the lyrics because uh, it could not be more you know morbid, gothicy type thing. Because "Die for You" in this song isn't necessarily a good thing yes which i might then get popped onto my playlist because i'm still adding a couple of songs and tweaking um so what do you think is going to be your biggest struggle this month finding the time but i don't think i'm traveling as much this month as i thought i was going to be so i'm traveling next week i was supposed to travel the week after but i don't think that's happening um so i think things should be settled down till till December. So I think it, sh- it shouldn't be a problem. Okay. Knock on wood. Because who knows what's going to come up once uh, <laughs> once I get back to work and they go, now this. And I have to put in travel orders. and, and Yeah, but then you don't have the, the family location. distracting you. So like you're in a hotel I, room by yourself and can just ride. Okay. Okay. So nobody at my work listen to the next five minutes if, if anybody at my work ever happens to trip across this. So I got off at like 10 today but i had my work computer open i was you know i checked to make sure my travels all i I did what i was supposed to do however i then spent almost six hours on tiktok um so yes whilst i'm by myself i'm also very easily distracted i haven't packed yet um I have figured out what time I'm leaving in the morning. So that's good. I, I managed that. Um, oh, so you're done. Yeah. You're coming back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow. Oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Thursday. I'll be home Thursday. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, because we got done really quick nice. so, with what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I that's my biggest problem. I don't think time is going to be mine so much. I mean, I am working three jobs. Um, but <laughs> I have like... Think time's going to be a problem when you have three jobs. Yeah, but like I have the next. Uh, there are three Thursdays that I'm not working. Um, I have every Friday off, and I can usually get like two thousand words in an hour if I don't like get distracted by TikTok. Distracted, yeah. Uh, not so much distracted as by TikTok, but like if I don't I know, procrastinate, I was being facetious. That, yes. That's more my thing. Is is I can easily get two thousand words. So as long as the story stays strong in my head. It shouldn't be a problem. And that's where my big hiccup is, is I always get to the middle of a story. I've got the beginning. I've got the end. I've got key scenes. 
it's that connecting bits that I have to write that are always my struggle. Yeah, so. but your story, I think this one will work itself out. I you you don't have such a grand story. You usually no. when you come up with ideas, you come up with yeah, you know, no, the foundation isn't... series types ideas where it's it's like spanning generations, galaxies. It's like okay. Yeah. Step no, back a bit. Is, I think this, this is, is going to be a this is very a tighter nuclear. Read, or a tighter write. Yeah, very very nuclear. Very very key sets. I know what like key things I have to hit. Oh. Okay, so we got slightly interrupted there. I was talking about the fact that this story is much much more nuclear in concept. I mean, I've only got maybe three main characters and then a few couple characters on the side, and I know all of the key things that gothic stories require you have um i think the other thing that helps is i've been to york so i'm very much like able to visualize what it looks like what it You're feels in the like set. yeah yeah i've been there i felt it i know it um and oddly enough and i'm not sure if i like this so much my main character uh vanya like i can feel a lot of myself going into her <laughs> Well, sometimes that's easiest. Yes, yes. And so it's it's fun to write her. She actually has a rather, like, humorous tone, which I think will be interesting with the gothic setting. So. Yeah. Uh, anything it, else? Are any oh. of the characters alive in your head yet? Uh, yes. Vanya very much is. Um... Beatrix is as well, but it's very much because she is the love interest, uh, very much like that first meeting your love interest kind of thing when you're first getting to know someone. That's very much how she feels in my head. And so I'm kind of letting her hang out there. Um, the one that I'm having the hardest time with is her father. Um, I did finally give him a name. His nom name is Dr. Layton. Does Dr. Layton have a first name? Not yet, no. <laughs> uh mostly because in my head it's ewan but that's only because in my head it's ewan mcgregor playing him interesting yes with because because that's the other thing i do is i usually try to come up with like a fan casting for characters um and i i had i know who i would picture playing beatrix which is zendaya um, mostly because she does a really good job of like that androgynous and she's got that soft but rough kind of attitude to her and I really need that for Beatrix and then I was thinking about it and I was like I would love it if if Ewan McGregor played Zendaya's father in something yeah, um, yeah and again cool. I I needed that charismatic but dangerous vibe to come from Dr. Layton because he is essentially the villain in this story um, and again that seemed like something that Ewan could do really well. So, have you ever seen the picture? Have you ever seen the movie he did with um, Ashley Judd? Mm, I don't think so. He plays a stalker. Mm. And he went, oh, I don't know if you would consider it a method, but he was stalking Ashley. Yeah, that would be method. And she freaked the fuck out because she. That's method. Yeah, she lost her shit on it. And it, it is a creepy as fuck movie. It's really yeah. good. You should watch it. I'd have to look it up to know what, what it's called. But yeah, it's it's really good. 
I don't think I would want that to play with my perception at the moment, but I might have to watch it after that's I'm true. done yeah. working on the writing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, and I, I think today I finally settled on how I was going to introduce Dr. Layton um, because I wanted to merge the ghost element with the poisonous garden. And what I realized is it could be that no one knows that he has a daughter and that his wife tragically died. And so people, when they see his daughter, think it's his wife's ghost because he's oh, keeping his daughter caught in the, the garden um, for anyone who isn't familiar with it, my inspiration is Rappuccini's daughter. And in Rappuccini's daughter, Rappuccini has altered his daughter so that she is poisonous so she can care for his poisonous plant. And I am going to have that. Beatrix is going to be poisonous. Um, and so it would, I thought that would be kind of a cool way to marry the ghost and the poison garden elements together is by having it be that Beatrix is what everyone else thinks is a ghost. So that would be really cool. Yeah. I like that. So that's about as far as I've gotten. And I think that's all that I have shared. Did you have any other details on yours you wanted to share? Um I did I did make an adjustment today because I thought I was going to go with pretty much Sixton's um entire point of view. It was always going to be Sixton. Mm-hmm. Um and then I was having him discover himself as a human rather than as a gargoyle and I thought that perspective would be a little weird as he discovered himself and would be odd to to write Mm -hmm. so then I switched it to where for that chapter it's Nix's point of view so she's watching him in all of his you know human glory and then having to teach him how to get dressed um and and so I'm I'm in and I'm enjoying because he knows some things and he doesn't know other things. He doesn't know what clothes are because the people who created him, as they were creating him, clothes were not an issue, so they didn't think about clothing. So only things they thought about as they were creating him are things that were imbued in him. And so he can he can hold complete full sentences, but he didn't know how to put on a pair of pants. Um, I feel and then I like- went through this whole. I feel like you're bordering really close to something that spicy book talk would love. I know. I, and I recognize that. And I, I was just going to say, I went through this whole period where I had to research and, and this is on my private computer, uh, not my work <laughs> computer, obviously. Um, how does a man put on pants without underwear? And since I couldn't find anything specific, I just had him put on underwear. That was easier. I didn't know if they actually physically take it and tuck it. I didn't know. I, I didn't Why know. You ask a male in the household. There has not been a male in the household today. Your father oh. is even still at work. He just called me from work. <laughs> I can't like, call you, him and say, you, when, you have... when you go commando, do you have to tuck it in or do you just zip it up? I don't know. How do you protect against damage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I just put underwear on him. <laughs> it was easier. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, it it might go spicy. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm I, sure it will. I'm sure it will. I I feel like you're setting yourself up for a nice spicy book, and that if you don't have spice, you are missing out on a strong demographic that would be all for 
spicy gargoyles? Yeah, spicy gargoyles. <laughs> I because I know there is spicy gargoyles. I've been yeah. referenced a couple of books. Um, sorry, cats being cats. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's like that's where I'm at you, right now. You're gonna end up with some spice. Yeah, I just have to decide. I'm gonna write it. So, I mean, you could always do the fade to black. I do prefer fade to black. Yeah, but readers don't always prefer fade to black. No, well, they can bite my shiny white hiney, so. They don't prefer fade, fade, fade to black, so they might. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll see. We'll see what happens. Alrighty. I don't know. So, our plan is once a week we're going to come on, probably around Thursdays when we'll release these episodes. And kind of give an update if things have gotten easier, gotten harder, what we're struggling with. We might brainstorm a little bit so you guys can listen to that process. Um, and yeah, if you aren't interested in the NaNoWriMo portion of this, remember you can always listen to our discussion on books that we are reading. That's our regular episodes, as well as our discussions on short stories, which are our rapid read episodes. Our intro and outro music is by Grant Newman and is called The Battle of the Nile. And to make this nice, short, and easy, you can follow us on social media. We are book underscore pile underscore banter. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs>